Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. Hello and welcome to Radio Rant, the only show that makes news fun. I'm your presenter Jake. And I'm Harrison. In today's programme, we'll be talking about technology and the effect it has left on this world. Later on the show, you can also expect personal life stories, article readings and interviews. But before we get into that, let's play Invincible, a track from the fairly recent movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I wanna fly right now, I wanna see all my homies get down, I wanna feel like I can't come down, I got a dream so I can't stop now. fairly recent movie to a fairly recent robot cosmo what is cosmo how does it actually work well cosmo is a robotic companion that acts as a pet it can detect faces it can detect voices and it can be basically your own virtual dog so like how do you think cosmo was programmed to do all this stuff well it has a camera around its eyes to make it even more realistic and I'm pretty sure instead of saving an actual photo of your face, it saves a mathematical version of it. So you know how you can get emoticons where it's like a colon, then an end bracket. It saves like a version of that. That's strange. Do you like Cosmo yourself? Well, I've not tried it, but customer reviews have seemed really good. And I think it'd be quite cool to own your own virtual pet that doesn't really, you know, peer poo around the house. And it's just a nice little companion for if you're bored. I'd just like to say I don't agree with you because we all know. That robots are going to take over. Oh, why do you believe that? Because they're evil. You should hear some things that Alexa said. Yeah, but you can't really 
set Alexa to something. Besides, you can set commands, so whatever article or video you've seen, it could easily just have been acted. Yeah, through that. Well, Cosmo can't do these things, and I can guarantee that because it cannot speak to you, it actually communicates you with you in the form of various sounds and eye movements. Oh. Yeah, it's, again, just like a real-life pet. You can also play games with it if you get, like, these little boxes. It can detect them, grab them. But the thing is, I'm pretty sure those toys are exploitable because you can use a child's friendship with this virtual thing that doesn't have feelings to get the parent to buy something for it, giving it basically just a ploy into your home. It can just take advantage of that child's friendship and feelings for that specific robot just to sell more items. So it can tie into something that's just not as good as you'd think it to be. But I don't think that's the case with Cosmo. But it is highly, highly likely in cases of robots being friends. So you're basically saying it's like a dog? Yeah, it's, it's just a dog, but you can play more games with it. It's more accessible, I guess, and it's easier to train. You can download an app. It's just, it's an amazingly fun bot, really. Yeah, I was I was about to ask if, like, there was an app for it. Yeah, it is. Most robots nowadays come with an app. For example, um, I can't remember what it's called, but for Christmas, I got this, like, Build-A-Bot thing, and you can make it move using an app that I got on my dad's iPad. Uh, yeah, it's just really fun. You can make it say things. I can't remember what happened to it. I think I sold it to my granddad. But, yeah, it's just fun to have, like, a nice robotic companion. Not only that, its general material is really, really protective. For example, um, I've seen in one review that it hit some guy used it in his office when he was bored, and it's fallen off his desk quite a few times, and it's not been damaged at all, so it's, again, just like a real dog. You can't just have it jump off a desk and have it hurt itself. It's just... Mm. Well, I guess we should end our Cosmo review here. Let's play Weapon.
I think it's story time, Harrison. Story time? We're not babies, Jake. Well, it's time for a story nonetheless. <laughs> On a normal day in a normal college, a normal group of students arrived at their normal literature class with their definitely not normal teacher, Alan. Why are you saying normal all the time? Because it makes the story less suspicious. Oh, suspicious. Hmm. Anyway, near the end of the class, Alan talked with his students. Okay, that's it for today. I'm ending this specific lesson early because I want to let you know about next week's assignment. You have to read a book called World Journey and write an essay about it. The thing is, you likely won't find it online. And not only that, if you do, it will probably be too expensive. But I have a lot of copies, so you can get them off me for £10. Now, to a certain group of students, each called Mary, Liz, John and Andy, they thought this was a little shady. Mary wasn't bothered with reading the book after 10 pages. Liz wanted to burn it within two minutes of reading. John thought about tearing the pages out. And Andy, who loved reading, put the book in his bad books drawer. Something only the worst of books were placed in. Later, the group were having a discussion when that horrible book crept into the conversation. What made the book so horrible that people wanted to burn it? Well, it was about this weird American guy who travelled around the world after winning the lottery who fell in love with every girl he met. And they loved him too. Figures much? Yeah, the author didn't even put his real name on it. He used a stupid Elias called Yankee. Yankee? Yeah, he thought it was cool. Let's get back to the story. Liz thought such an awful book was impossible to write, so she went on her laptop and searched the book up. When she saw who the actual author was, her jaw dropped open. Uh, guys, you know how this name is an Elias? You should look at the actual name of said Elias. Well, who was it? I'm getting to that part. The author of the book was Alan himself, complete with a picture of him. Andy thought this was horrible. He chimed in with an... So, he imposed his horrible book onto us and charged us for it. No, that's not right. I'm talking to him. When Andy and the rest of the group arrived at Alan's class during break, they walked up to him. This is when Andy asked a simple question. Did you write this book? Alan admitted with a giant smirk. Yeah, it was I who wrote it. In fact, it was inspired by my youth. All the group internally gagged when he spat that out. They left the classroom disgusted. They had to do a presentation on everything in that novel. Country, location, heck, even a tradition from one of the nationalities of the characters. Wow, this guy must be full of himself. Indeed. Want to know what makes this worse? Oh no, what? Despite some minor changes I made, this story is 100% true. So, do you know what the book is called? No idea. Oh. Let's resume. The exam they did was what broke the camel's back. It was 20% the actual subject and 80% the novel. Even the smartest in the class were barely able to pass it with a minimum grade. However, karma bites back. They were all in a class when Alan knocked on the door and peeked in. With the usual smug grin on his face worked to clean off. He clearly wasn't happy. The teacher of the class asked if he wanted anything. Alan responded after about 10 seconds of silence. He asked nervously, But hey, how many of you bought the novel? Almost everybody in the class raised their hands. This is where it gets good. Alan then proceeded to pay each student with their hands up £10 and asked them to return the novels. It was a good thing none of the group destroyed them yet, eh? So what made him want to pay them back? Well, apparently, somebody from the class complained about Alan to the head teacher. The head teacher then gave Alan an earful and demanded that he return the money. The next year, they had a different teacher, and Alan wasn't seen again. Nobody knows if he quit or he was fired, but he's gone. That was an interesting story. I'm going to go get a biscuit. Make sure you put some music on while I'm gone. What? You're going to... What? Right now? Yep. Give me a second, I... I need to get my story straight My friends are in the bathroom Getting higher than the Empire State My lover, she is waiting for me Just across the bar My seat's been taken by some sunglasses Asking about a scar And I know I gave it to you months ago I know you're trying to forget But between the drinks and subtle things The holes in my apologies You know, I'm trying hard to take it back so if by the time the bar closes and you feel like falling down, I'll carry you home tonight. We are young, so let's set the world on fire. We can burn brighter than the sun. 
Hello and welcome to Gaming Grandmaster. I'm here with Elliot Moon, who is a professional gamer, epic gamer. <laughs> so Elliot, to begin this, I've heard a lot about um, the console wars and people are saying that PC is just better than all. So I'm wondering, are you a PC gamer, an Xbox gamer or a PlayStation gamer? Um, ultimately, I guess neither. I gravitate to the platform that has the game I want on it, ultimately. I mean, I'll, I've been playing, playing the new Fire Emblem, so I... That's only on Switch, so I play it on Switch. If it's you know, a PC-focused game as well, you know, I mean, Warframe, I've been getting to that recently. It's more PC-focused, so I've been playing it on PC. So I don't have a specific platform. My most, I'd say my core platform that I play most of my games on is on my PS4. Um, if I were to I mean, pick one, that's the one that I like. If I go home, I'll turn it on first because that's what it has on my media stuff and my games. Personally, I prefer PlayStation, mainly because all my friends are on there. Mm. To be honest, um, from what I've heard, Xbox is just for people who like Fortnite and whatnot. Like generally, what I've heard is that Fortnite is for little kids who enjoy it. Um, for ah uh, god, <laughs> generally, what I've heard is that Xbox is worse i can't remember any specific reasons i've heard that there are more immature people on xbox and that playstation 4 and playstation in general is more formal i guess and it's not full of little kids just roaming about yeah i don't know the demographics for it i think technically the playstation does skew like slightly higher so your early 20s onwards and xbox seems to skew multi teens but it depends. I mean, I don't do it when I do online gaming. I don't generally speak to people, so I, I don't have that sort of experience. I mean, I'm very much I play mostly single player games anyway, so I'm very much in my own little ecosystem. And the people I do speak to are just my friends. You know, in very very few anyone else usually. Yeah, one thing I'm wondering is why people think PC is better. Like for one, I understand that you can get kind of better graphics and mm. higher FPS. Like, yeah, that's good and all, but as long as the game works, isn't that, like, the main demographic? Um, yeah. Um, uh, I know I, shaders are a thing. Like, <laughs> you can improve 
your gaming experience with mods and whatnot. But in my opinion, it can kind of ruin the game because you can't make a mod that fits in with the game exactly like it is. Yeah. I, I, I get you can make it similar. But, um, for example, I like a game called Dragon Ball Universe 2. I play it most of the time. And all the mods I've seen with it don't look like they've been made by the developers and they kind of ruin it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, ruin's subjective, I guess, if you're Not talking ruin, about it. Yeah, but yeah, they but don't I know fit what you mean. in. Yeah. It makes it awkward. It yeah. Makes... It, does, it, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have a consistent... Yeah, but, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, definitely. That. I would say, ultimately... PC is is better. It's just a matter of facts. I don't play a lot of PC games because you have to do a lot of mixing about. I just I was talking about just Warframe earlier. Um, I, my friends were like, "We won't play Warframe. We won't play Warframe. We're all playing it on PC." I was like, "Okay, right. I'll come play it with you guys." Booted up and I was like, "Okay, it's booted in Windows mode at a bizarre resolution. Why? I don't know why." So I fix all that. Um, I'd like my controller to work. Control support's not available for this type of controller for this. So. Hey, run a custom little piece of software so I can get control of it. Now I've got two extra layers of UI because it's recognised with Discord and this and that. Mm. And it it becomes quite a farce at a point where I'm like, I'm not playing the game and enjoying it. Mm. it I, if I'm troubleshooting a game, you should pay me. <laughs> if I'm having to troubleshoot a game, um, I want to sit down and just play my games. So, um, so that's why. And as we're going on to mod scene, I kind of disagree actually. Uh, I feel like People can tell the difference between the core game and the sort of modded game. You know, I mean, they know that they know there's clearly a difference. And I think mods can create a lot of value. Um, certainly, like look at um, the original Half Life. Original Half Life had a uh, mod called Counter Strike, and it now that's it's now that's its again. own entire game. It's its own entire thing. Yeah, I'm pretty that sure that was the same thing with Team Fortress Two, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure that was similar. Yeah, you know, I mean, these things wouldn't exist without them. So. For you know, to say yes, this is it's just a matter of like some mods are good, some mods are bad, and some mods are just mm. bizarre, which is fine. I mean, it's totally fine. Um, I don't feel mods ruining a game that can give it an extra breath of life. Look at God, the Elder Scrolls games, Skyrim, especially like that's people still play that because of the mod scene. So there is, um, there's a lot of value to mods, and they're starting to work their way into consoles, but it's just a hard process, definitely, that's for sure, because you have to. There's tons of different things that have to be done just for it to get on working on consoles and so on and so forth. But I kind of like mods. I just it's a, again, which the whole PC thing. It's about faffing about, and I'd rather not faff about. I'd rather just put my disc in and go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Steam. I'm pretty sure if you get a mod from the Steam Workshop, it automatically puts it in, so you'd have to fiddle about with it. Yeah, the process has become a lot easier since you know, I mean, with things like Steam. And I remember back in the day having to. I wanted to play. I, can't was, I think it was some on the source engine. It was a custom mod and stuff, and I would drag and drop files everywhere and change, change, yeah, change all sorts of boot files and whatnot just to get stuff to work. So it has become easy, which is great, great. I mean, easy, the easiest, more accessible and open stuff is mm. easier is for people to just get in and just enjoy stuff. Hence why I prefer consoles over PC. But I just, I can just enjoy my games. Frame rate's great and all. I mean, sometimes. Competitive games, I need 60 FPS or my fighting games, I need it. Probably first person shooters probably need it. But and then a lot of the ones on PC on consoles anyway run at 60. Um but for most other things it doesn't bother me too much, really. It's not a it's not a deal break if something runs at 30, I'm like, no, that's fine, fair enough. Skyrim mods are definitely amazing. Did you know that apparently because of the way the game is coded, Left for Dead can't run on a PS4? Okay, I know I didn't know that. That's that's surprising. Hmm. I want. I'd, I'd be interested to find out why that that is actually. I know it won't, obviously it won't be able to run on a P, PS3 um, because of that hardware setup. But that's interesting to know it wouldn't run on a PS4. I'm saying wouldn't. It probably would, but there's probably a lot more work than it's worth to to set it up. I imagine. <laughs> so I guess for the final bit of this little segment, I want to ask what soundtrack. Do you really like? We'll play it as we queue out the show. Oh, okay. Well, wait, so, uh, I'll have to find a song. Will I? Um, <laughs> right, let me think. What soundtrack do I really like? Um, Detroit Become Human has an amazing soundtrack. For example, um, one of the characters' stories is really sad, and her theme reflects that with like mm. violins and slow piano. And another character is more combat and action-focused. And it's more upbeat, fast, eccentric, like drums, I guess. Is it drums? Kind of like drums. And bass. 
Uh, I'm not really sure what the other character's theme is, but I'm pretty sure it reflects. Honestly, without the without the music, I don't think some of the parts in the story would get to me as much. Hmm. There are some really sad parts in it where I believe that if it had better music, then I definitely would have well cried or not cried at least but you know <laughs> it definitely would have made me feel something and there are some happy moments where the music doesn't cue in hmm. but uh one soundtrack that i do like is again in city escape where the music cues in as soon as sonic lands <laughs> generally a soundtrack is what makes a game yeah undertale is generally a game that's been known for its soundtrack but i don't know what it is about it yeah. Like, honestly, it's amazing. It's got an amazing soundtrack. So did its sequel, Deltarune. Actually, I'm not sure if Deltarune is an exact sequel since it's in a different world, apparently. But it, it's runner-up, Deltarune. It's got some really good music as well mm. and some memorable themes. But since it's mainstream, it's I'm not really sure because usually I'm against mainstream things because I know that... <laughs> There's going to be some YouTuber who's going to make lots of money out of it, who's going to clickbait and whatnot. But that's not the case with Deltarune. Nobody's really clickbaited with it, or at least for me. Yeah, Deltarune and Undertale, its soundtracks are just generally great. Right, okay. Well, I'll say, um, bring it to tracks, um, I think we'll play out with Nier Automata then. Yeah, I knew it. So, yeah. Uh, I picked End of Your Heart, so it's um, sort of the end credit song. Well, going to spoilers, why this song works so well for the credit song, and it's sort of there's a progression in the song as well um, for different parts coming. Um, without spoiling um, too much, that kind of feeds into the ending and. It's very, very special. Um, it's a very special moment in games for me personally. I was extremely blown away by the whole game itself, but this moment specifically at the end um, stands as probably one of my favourite moments of all time in games. So let's have a listen to the soundtrack that accompanies it.
Harrison, you've told me that you've watched a movie called Bohemian Rhapsody recently. What would you say is your favourite song from the film? Because I've heard it features, well, literally every single Queen song. Um, I'm going to say Bohemian Rhapsody. Would you say the film has changed your way of thinking? Because it covers quite a lot of controversial topics. Yes, kind of. And how has it changed your way of thinking? Has it made you more aware of a specific topic? Has it made you feel bad for a specific group? Um, it's made me feel bad for people like who was meant to be his wife and people like that because it was upsetting when she found out that Freddie Mercury was gay. Hmm. So would you watch it again? Yes. Let's say there's something you didn't like about the movie, which I highly doubt. What would you change about it? Um, the guy who inspired Freddie Mercury to have his moustache put on or whatever it is. So what would you change about him? Would you make him like, I'd make- just not exist? I'd just make his voice, like, less squeakier. So, what did you like the most about the movie? Um, this is a hard one. Um, mm. probably, like, when they do the, um, I Want to Break Free song in the film. Mm. So, I've heard quite a lot about the movie. If you could give a five-word review, well, not five-word, basically, if you were to give a short review, what would you review it as? Best Queen movie ever. 
So, how would you feel if Queen made another song dedicated to <clears throat> uh, Freddie Mercury? I'd have it on non-stop for a week, probably. <laughs> so, you like Queen very much? Mm-hmm. So, what began your obsession with Queen? What do you like about their songs? Well, when I was in the car, when I was younger, I heard a Queen song, and since then, I've just loved Queen. So, it began when you were young? Mm-hmm. So, I guess you kind of grew up with Queen, did you? Yeah. It's quite nice about that. So I take it Freddie's death left quite an impact on you? Well, he he died be- well before I was born, so... Well, yeah, I didn't mean, like... I mean, like, obviously when you first heard him, you thought, oh, cool, he's still alive, I want to hear new songs. Yeah. So when did you realise that he was dead? When I realised they weren't making any new songs. So considering the film focuses on Freddie Mercury, do you consider the other band members important? Yes, especially the blonde one. Blonde one? The one that goes, Galileo! You know that one. Yeah, yeah, so in that song. So, do you think Queen would still be complete without that specific member, or any other member? If a member was lost, would Queen still be Queen? No, because Queen isn't as Queen as it used to be back in the day nowadays. Well, talking about how it was back in the day, do you think Queen would still be successful in our modern times? No, because you need the technology that they had back then to create the sounds that Freddie Mercury made, wouldn't you? I mean, I guess, but if technology has evolved, don't you think Freddie would have it even easier? Especially because he no, would cause, be... because he made most of the noises on his own, so no one would have thought of creating them, so he'd have been there like, let's do some normal music that everyone else does instead of Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff. But, right, you said that he made them on his own, so would you say that he made them with his mouth? Is that what you're trying to say? No. They or with those, with his instruments and his Basically, they all made them with their instruments and their mouths on their own. Yeah, so what's going to stop him from... So you're saying he wouldn't be as successful? Basically, our generation is dumber, so he wouldn't have figured it out now, because all of us are dumber, and we wouldn't figure out what he figured out if it weren't for him. Alright, so let's say he had that same mentality and he he was still his creative little self. Do you think he would still be successful if he made the same songs? Maybe. Maybe. Well, personally, I think he would be, if not, he'd be the same amount of successful, if not a little more. Because back then, gays weren't accepted. But now that it's 2019, we're LGBTQ friendly. I think that people would be more accepting of him. And I think he might have even lived longer because we have more treatments for AIDS now. Yeah. So you get to meet Freddie Mercury and you know of the future. He asked you, what advice would you give me? Because he knows you're from the future. What would you tell him? Try to do less drugs and alcohol and cigarettes. So you'd want him to live longer? And don't sleep with anyone that has done, like, cigarettes, drugs and alcohol. So, this is quite a hard question, considering um, music's not really your thing. But, would you join Queen if you had the opportunity and they said, oh, I like the way you sing, would you like to yes. join us? and music is my thing, because as we know, yes. I listen to things like Hamilton and Queen and other stuff that, and stuff that was popular, like, ages ago. But I also listen to stuff that's popular now, so I don't see what you said, what you said. <laughs> your love for queen began when you were how old five six so you like mainly classical music instead of all the modern songs that come along now i just like so if i hear a song and i like it i like it and i listen to it so how did the film make you feel then because you've told me earlier that it was like a roller coaster of emotions that will go from angry to sad to happy well it made me feel like so many different emotions that I can't remember all of them. So, what do you think your strongest emotion was for the movie? Um, happiness, because I got to hear all the Queen songs. So, I take it the film got you really, really emotional then? Yeah, at the end anyway. So, did you realise when you first saw it, did you realise all of the subtle hints? Yeah, I realised everything. I'm basically a film critic of a child. Have you seen any recent films? Endgame, yes. So, compare Bohemian Rhapsody to Endgame, which would you say is better? Bohemian Rhapsody, obviously. It has songs. So, remove the songs from Bohemian Rhapsody and just replace them with fades to black and then after concert scenes that last like five minutes. Would you still consider Bohemian Rhapsody to be better? Yes, because it's still about Freddie Mercury.
anything that the film could improve upon. Well, Freddie Mercury told his friends that he has AIDS like to
We are the Radio Rant team and today we'll be interviewing the locals to hear their opinion on whether they believe life would be better with or without technology. I have feelings that we're going to get quite a lot of good answers today. I sure hope so. Let's see. What do you think? Would life be better with with or without technology? Um, I think it would in part be better, but with all good things, there's bad bad things like Wi-Fi is good for entertainment and stuff and social media, but... I love that answer, thank you. With. Why do you think that? Because without technology, how can we advance as a species? I think it's required because some people use um, like the internet and technology for their disabilities. I have a couple of friends who rely on Wi-Fi so that their internet communicators on their phones will work so they can talk. And besides, if we were to abandon technology somewhere along the line, we'd go and reinvent it again. If we were to quit living in cities, we'd eventually build up cities again. So really, there's no point. I feel that technology has gone so far that if we actually went back to having none, then it would kind of like ruin everyone's lives. Society would collapse, we'd all die, and then we'd be back to the Stone Ages. Sounds fun. Well, if we had no technology now, um, things like the diseases we use technology to find, we won't be able to find, uh, so it's kind of important. That's all we have for our Vox Pop today. We had some interesting answers. Now back to the show. Certain 
well that's all we have for this show thank you for listening this has been harry and jerk we hope you have a good day radio rant tech news with a twist of comedy alphaba why couldn't you have stayed calm for once instead of flying off the handle i hope you're happy i hope you're happy now i hope you're happy how you hurt your cause forever i hope you think you're clever i hope you're happy I hope you're happy too I hope you're proud how you would grovel in submission To feed your own ambition So though I can't imagine how I hope you're happy Right now Elfie, listen to me Just say you're sorry You can still You've worked and waited for You can have all you ever wanted I know But I don't want it No I can't want it Something is not the same I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game Too late for second guessing Too late to go back to sleep It's time to trust my instincts Close my eyes And leap It's time Someone says they're so Some things I cannot change But till I try I'll never know Too long I've been afraid of Losing love I guess I've lost Well if that's love It comes at much too high a Think of what we could do, together. Told me lately 
no wizard that there is or was is ever gonna appears to be all the time we have for today we hope you've enjoyed this little program of ours radio, radio Rant. Rant. tech, tech news, news with a twist, with a twist, of, twist comedy. of comedy brought to you by elf that was yeah i can't say it because okay. it's distracting uh, basically i've never like i'm not used to having other people speak at the same time as me so i find I've it got an idea. You can separately and then you're going to symphonize it okay right go on okay radio rant tech news with a twist of comedy brought to you by elfm I have to decide. I can't decipher his pace. Just do it. Just do it. Wait, wait. Do it again. Radio rant. Tech news with a twist of comedy. Brought to you by ELFM. That that feels. Stay. Radio rant. Oh bloody hell. No, just do it. Your speed. Radio rant. Tech news with a twist of comedy. Brought to you by ELFM. <laughs>